Hey everyone, Mike here, hopping in before the episode gets underway with a quick content warning uh, for mentions of excessive alcohol use um, and also mentions of uh, fratricide, I guess. Look, we talk about the statue of the guy fighting a bunch of babies, so yeah, content warning for whatever that is. Uh, anyway, now that that's out of the way, enjoy today's episode. I have to use my dice for this, right? <laughs> how do we how do we make a character real quick? Hello everyone, this is Mike, uh, and you're listening to 19 Hits the Dragon, the show of Dungeons and Dragons, tabletop RPGs, and nerd culture in general. I am typically your host, but today we're doing something a little bit different here. Uh, rather than one guest and an interview, we've got several guests uh, joining us today for an actual play. Um, I, surprisingly, will not be DMing this. I'm actually going to be handing it over to my good friend Zach here in just a moment, who will uh, take us through today's adventure. So, Zach, tell us what's going on. Hi, I am Zach, a.k.a. Conan Librarian. I'm an emissary and content creator with Obsidian Portal. And uh, we're doing something a little bit special today. We are running a card pack break one-shot. Uh, I was lucky enough to have a conversation where we actually opened up a random pack of trading cards. Uh, I sent him a, a kind of a stack of them, and he... Yeah, I yeah, stack is correct. <laughs> of some some of the most random trading cards, because that's something I do for Obsidian Portal is create one shots out of non sports trading card packs. Uh, and he happened to decide that he wanted to crack open Johnny Quest cartoon trading cards, which also turned out to be in French, which was uh, yeah, so, a trick. So important <laughs> note: Hannah and I were opening that together, and she was the one that picked Johnny Quest. And Sorry, y'all. Yeah, her, her story. That we Yes, to throw her under the bus, it turned out perfect, though. <laughs> um, and so, uh, what we'll be running today is a uh, one-shot that uh, we're calling Two Sides of the Same Coin, based on Johnny Quest French trading cards. Uh, awesome. Do we want to go around and introduce ourselves to see who all is joining us today and, and what character we're playing? Well, mistake number one, y'all. You invited me. It's I'm Alex from Two Weeks One Shot, a tabletop RPG variety podcast. Uh, I haven't played D&D in a while, so this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I read a little bit of the summary of the scenario, and, and you know, as long as I get through it all with all six of my fingers on my left hand, I'll be happy. No problem. And who are you playing? Oh, my mistake. I'm playing Terrence the Tortle. Uh, he's a solitary figure, hangs out by the docks a lot, likes collecting rocks. Deep story, I know. Very tortally. I'm into it. <laughs> uh, my name is David, uh, or David Stallings. I'm the DM and host, I guess, for the show Paradise Lost. Uh, and yeah, I'm playing a 
fiery red tiefling bard called Zelkin, uh, with a, a shady background turning over a new leaf, kinda, uh, as he's venturing into the College of Creation. Cool. Uh, yeah, and I am Mike. Uh, you all hopefully know me by now if you're listening to this far into the show. I will be playing Gaze, a Asimar Druid of the Stars. Uh, he's not from around here, uh, and you probably all have had like multiple experiences where he is questioning you intently about your food and watching you eat it <laughs> and maybe sampling some of it as well. Uh, hey there, y'all. Uh, I'm Hannah Miller, and if you've been listening to 19 Hits the Dragon, I've been here the whole time! I'm the editor. Uh, today I'll be playing Granny Bebka, the most adorable do- life-domain gnome cleric you have ever met. Um, she worships the Fate Weaver, and as such, uh, sits atop her mobility goat, knitting, and trusts that the Fate Weaver will get her to where she needs to go. Via goat. Perfect. A mobility goat is probably my favorite thing that a player's a player has ever said. Hey, I play this character, and also, like, mobility goat, pretty solid pull. I like it. I mean, she's six hundred and seventy-five, and a tiny gnome in heavy armor. <laughs> uh, I, 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 <laughs> I gotta sense. know. I gotta know. What's Granny Bebka's goat's name? Bertrand. <sighs> So good. So Not good. so what a, good. What a good <laughs> Excellent. It is a fantastic thing for sure. Yes. Um, I think that's me next. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is also David. I'm David Easley. Uh, I am the uh, host and producer, I guess, for the uh, the show Trials of the Apocalypse, where we play through one shots and different Powered by the Apocalypse games. Uh, we rotate cast players, the the whole nine yards. It's a real good time. Um, today, I'm super excited uh, to bring out one of one of my favorite uh, one shot characters. His name is Caro. Uh, he is a grung. Uh, he's which means he's a he's a frog boy. Uh, and he's like a poison tree frog sort of colors. He's like the yellows and blacks and blues that let you know that he's he's dangerous. And he's a holy man. Uh, he's a, a arcane cleric. Uh, he he worships the spawn mother who who is the you know progenitor of all grung. Uh, and he also just like, is just really in tune with himself and others. Uh, he's real mild mannered. So like grungs are usually, uh, usually more evil aligned, but I don't really think that's true at all about Caro. He's just all about worshiping his God and and telling other people he's a, he's a proselytizer, that sort of thing. So not nearly as evil, but just as obnoxious sometimes. Oh yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) I was going to say, I think a lot of televangelists probably fit into the evil alignment. That's true. That's just my opinion all right i've i've never met an eagle an evil frog so (laughs) also true (laughs) that you're aware of good point good point all right that uh that leaves me i'm ryan johnson you can find me on twitter at rj questgiver also my blog and uh dm slash player toolkit rjquestgiver.weebly.com and you can also find my uh, DM's Guild product, Wintry Blast, linked over there. It's a campaign for Adventures 1 through 5, which was also based off of a random pack of cards, in this case, Magic the Gathering. So tonight I'm playing Castian Greydark. He is a determined elven archaeologist with a bit of an edge on him. He likes rare artifacts and a good mystery. 
and he's looking forward to uh, getting into some mischief with this group. Perfect. An archaeologist. I like that. All right. Well, it sounds like we have a very good eclectic uh, crew here. I am excited. Uh, and if you are ready, then I think we are ready to dive into the city of Broken Cradle. Let's roll. Awesome. So, camera pan, uh, the nights here in the port city of Broken Cradle have been hot, unbearably hot. The drought over the summer months has made even the water in the harbor seem like it's boiling. The group of you have been here as a party for the last several months. You've completed a few jobs here in town. Though they've been smaller gigs, you've still made a good impression in the cradle as a group who doesn't ask questions, but also doesn't make messes. Pretty important in a town like this. Um, Now, tonight has been, well, a fun night. It's been a break night. The group of you have actually completed a smaller job. You're enjoying your bit of gold. And so we're going to start with kind of a taboo. For the first night, you guys are a split party. Nothing crazy, but, you know, some of you have different tastes in food, music, companionship, whatever it might be. Uh, The City of Broken Cradle has many things to offer to many people of many different tastes. Um, What kind of... uh, We'll say we've got some, we have a group doing mischief, and we have a group doing uh, some sort of, we'll say, indulgent. Uh, what would you say a knitting circle is? A knitting circle, mischief. absolutely. Mischief. mischief, perfect. That's mischief, all the way. Oh, cares with a mischief party, then. <laughs> I like yeah. it. Yeah, same here, mischief for Castian. You know, if uh, if there's any rocks on the indulgence side, I know where Terrence is going. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Gaze would probably be with uh, with Terrence, figuring out, trying to figure out what is so uh, enamoring of these rocks. Okay. These rocks. I so- am. Uh, I'm probably also in the indulgence side. I will pretend to care about the rocks for a little bit, and then try and start <laughs> drinking a lot. Well, that's going to be very easy here on the, well, on the shore where you find yourselves. As I said, the harbor itself has been hot, but there are some very nice coves right here, pretty much within city limits. And because it's been so hot, because people are bored, they're hot, they're anxious, and it's finally the first night that's less than 100 degrees, there are many bonfires and parties, which is great for someone who, say, wants to look for pretty, pretty beach rocks, or someone who wants to drink a lot of, uh, well, moonshine and whatever else you can scoop in your mug as you walk past these tubs full of strongly scented ales and liquors. That kind of Um, So, what I will say, the, it's three of you here, right, and the indulging yourselves on this beach with some very fine company, some very pretty, pretty rocks. I mean, these rocks are as beautiful as the women you're ignoring, Terrence. Um, and the ale as strong as uh, the women you're ignoring as well. So, the... That, that tracks. Yeah. The three of you here on this beach, as you wander over to try to offer them, uh, Zalkin, some of this 
ale shine, as someone called it, that tastes like regret. Uh, the three of you look up as someone clears their throat loudly in front of you. And you immediately recognize this man. His name is Malice Shorebreaker. And even though the three of you and the rest of your party has only been in town for a short time, you are all very well aware of his reputation. He has made a living pillaging ships and small villages up and down the coast of the continent. He is rumored to be a smuggler of some success, but is yet to be that is yet to be proven by the authorities uh, simply because of the way Broken Cradle works. The political standing of Broken, King, of Broken Cradle and the Kingdom, well, makes them able to operate a little bit differently. Uh, they are policed by their own town guard and detectives, and all extraditions for any crimes must be approved by the quote-unquote Honorable Merchants Guild, wink wink, nudge nudge, and it is pretty much a public secret that the guild has reached all the way into the high courts of the inner kingdom, allowing them to really operate with a fair bit of autonomy and anonymity. So, to say this is a safe harbor and bastion for all sorts of terrible people is not an overstatement, but it's rather rude to just come out and say. As... He clears his throat, and the three of you kind of gain your senses. He just... He looks you up and down, and he pulls out a coin purse. Uh, now, he is wearing what you would easily consider boating garb. It, this is not what you'd walk around on land in. Uh, it is tight. It is leather. It is pretty much waterproof, but he looks very comfortable as he stands and he looks you up and down, and he pulls a what you can immediately tell is a coin purse from his uh, from his belt, and starts kind of dropping it in his hand, and says, "The three of you, there's more of you, right?" Are you, are you talking to us, mate? I, yes. Uh, I don't mean here. There's three of you here. There's three of you elsewhere. Correct. On most of a good day, there's usually at least four, five, maybe, maybe four. You know what? Real quick, I gotta say that voice, that's a solid voice that my friend has. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are, th- there are three others in this elsewhere. Good. Then we, uh, we need to talk. I have a job. And he tosses the gold pouch that he's holding straight into... Uh, I'm going to say Terrence into your chest. Oh, d- d- oh God. Well, drops, <laughs> it, drops it totally. It's mixed in with the rocks now. I don't. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no. He turns on heel and walks toward a small grove of trees where you actually at this point notice as you start following him, there's a long boat. It's about 12, 15 feet long. Not very wide, just enough for two men to sit side by side. Uh, that has been rowed ashore and then pulled onto the beach. And he stops kind of in this secluded grove for the three of you to come and meet him. There are strange customs in this land. What what should we do? Well, I'm, I'm generally aware of stranger danger, but, you know, I, I, I'm not going to turn down <laughs> some free money, especially if all it takes is getting in a boat with a leather leather pants man. Look, I've had. I've, Look, we all, I mean, you know, everyone has their own tastes. So. Look, I've had enough. I've had enough to drink that I'll hop in the boat with the leather pants man. That a boy. <laughs> he gave us money already. It's fine. We'll be fine. So we're powerful. We're good. 
as the three of you approach his boat uh, and begin to kind of look for points of entry, he says, no, 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 a job on shore. This is this is my boat. I, sure? Stranger danger. Have you heard of stranger danger? You're not you, getting on my boat. You were trying to lure us to your boat. I think we should be saying stranger danger, but you caught us on a good evening. I have some information, and I think this is going to help. This is what I need your help with. Can, are uh, you going to tell us on the boat or on the on the shore? Right here, in the sand. In the sand. You're going to listen, and then you're going to take this information. Where are the other three? Do, is this... Are you... Who's in charge? Let's let's take a breath. You're really on edge. I am on edge. Listen. Listen. <laughs> a few days ago, I brought a delivery into town. I picked it up from a buoy out at a cove about 50 kilometers up the shore. Dropped it on the dock that we were instructed to drop it at, and then left. I don't know, you know, where the buoy came from or what the cargo was. And as far as who was having it picked up and delivered, it's on the done the same way as the rest of my business I don't ask questions I just get it done and get the money well I drop this crate off we leave the dock and the next day well they find six men on the dock disfigured half transformed half half become something else and I want someone here to go ahead and give me an well, an insight would be fine. You've been in town, like you said, for a little bit here, so... Uh, I can roll insight to get a read on him. I want to know what if this is normal. Uh, that is a 16. That's pretty good. I'll give this... You heard about some weird things happening on the dock. You heard about some people essentially turning up dead, and you heard the circumstances were weird... Um, but the exact details have been kept pretty quiet. At a 16, I'll say you have heard that there have been a lot of odd circumstances surrounding a lot of random deaths lately. Um, he, as he's talking to you, seems nervous about this. I know that I am a stranger in these parts, but this seems uh, especially strange even to one who is not from around here. Um, well, what, uh, that's what kind of, can you tell us about the disfigurement of these? Well, that's kind of the point. You're, you're not from around here because none of my men, and I have connections. I know certain people. I have, I have ears to the ground in a lot of places. We don't know how this is happening. We, if you heard about the boat, this ship it was about six months ago. Now, you guys only got here about four or five months ago, and you had heard murmurs of this, but no great detail. He says a ship was found essentially in the same state, floating just outside of Broken Cradles Harbor, and when they boarded it, they found at least 12 men in the same state, half-changed and malformed growths and... Things almost as if other creatures were bursting out of them when they died. And from what I understand, after getting in touch with the right people, this crate that we dropped off was recovered. And the ship with the disfigured men, they recovered the same thing. These crates all have the same markings. 
And he's... Go ahead. Sorry, so you're saying that the uh, not only were the, the folks on the, sh- the dock uh, the victim of these, uh, for the lack of a better term, chest bursters, um, but it sounds like also on the ship where this the, uh, the goods were recovered was the same. Is that correct? Yes, they seem to be affected the same. Now, now, Marge, if I can... Uh, your name, Margie? Marge? Malice. Malice. Ma- malice. Ma- 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 <laughs> same difference. Now, now, uh, Malice, how far down did you get on your roster before you started walking up to strangers on the beach to offer a job like this? Well, I looked for you. You've gained a certain reputation, and my... As I understand, you did a... Done a few jobs for my rat fuck of a brother that... Well, he could be hard to work with, but as I understand, you come recommended as much as... I loathe taking any advice. Now, the jobs you have taken here in town lately haven't been, like I said, huge. Um, But there are only a few people specifically that you can think of. Um, And only one dwarf that you worked with. His name was Grief Wave Smasher. Uh, Now, Grief Wave Smasher is almost the opposite of this guy. Instead of being a pirate and a smuggler, he's essentially a... Well, he's a loan shark and a knee breaker here in town. Runs a few gambling ports. And as far as you knew, the two aren't related. Um, you had done a few jobs currying some packages. Don't ask, don't tell. Got it done. Nothing too nefarious, but also uh, definitely not something they wanted you to ask about. Did any of the jobs involve fucking rats or... Are you asking me, or are you asking... I'm asking, this is a meta me. question, I'm just making uh, sure. No, uh, okay, as in-game, there was no rat fucking. Got it, got it. That, that, I mean, that remains to be seen. I'm <laughs> not going to tell you your character backstory, that's not my choice as a DM. But as far as canonically, that wasn't part of the mission. Got it, got it. Are you right? Someone's <laughs> writing that down, I can hear a pencil. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, that would be the only other dwarf that you can think of really in town that you've worked with, or for rather. He says, now, the other reason you've done jobs, at least one job for him, I think he has something to do with it too. I need you to check in at maybe one or two of his local spots. He has a couple gambling joints, a couple bars. I need you to need you to see what you can find gather some information you guys are outsiders and you've done some jobs for him i feel like you would be the best ones for this i just business is not good i need people to transport goods around this area for well reasons and i need them to be full of loot and people and gold and that won't happen if people are turning into half monsters and chest bursters. Look, you don't have you don't have to explain the logistics of your operation. That's fine. We understand. Uh, but we can check in on these places. Try to find out if your brother's involved at all. I'm checking on this. You gave us a bag of money already. I assume that was a coin purse. Is that 
Is there more it is. In, on the way or no? Yeah, Ter- Terrence, did you actually pick that up, friend? Or uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. I just kind of scooped all the rocks in with it. It's I got it. I got oh, it. Okay. The bag, of the bag is much bigger yes, and heavier than when he tossed it. At. <laughs> it was yes. a pretty sturdy purse you gave us there, March. <laughs> uh, March. The he just uh, uh, he does that neck cracking thing where it's like. 180 degrees of just cartilage cracking. And he... He says, Listen. See what you can find. I'll be in touch in the next couple days. So, we are going to cut over. Uh, The three of you were indulging, and the other three were causing, creating, or knitting some mischief. The same thing. Same thing. <laughs> Very well. Um, so as far as mischief in this town, I mean, there are already local gambling joints, uh, but there are also other various activities you could be doing. Can you guys think of things, aside from knitting, you might do to have some fun or, you know, cause some trouble? What, what's the local religious scene like? Not big. Uh, there are no official temples. Now, there are a couple you would... They're considered just roadside, you know, prayer spots. So tossing a coin to, well, the god of lies and thieves and the goddess of secrecy and the uh, lesser known gods of pickpocketing, eavesdropping, and tiptoeing. Uh, Tappin, the tiptoeing demigod. Awful. I love it. <laughs> He's now going in all my games. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, while there is no central temple, um, coins do get tossed into these little, you know, these small shrines and then just as quickly picked back out of them by someone else. Uh, I think... Turtle. Uh, Fast hands on that slow turtle. Uh, I know that uh, Kara would be interested in like maybe posting up uh, near where there's several of those uh, you know altars and stuff constructed. Uh, he has on his back a, a bucket that's almost as big as he is, uh, and he has that like set out in front of him uh, for for people. He's like emptied his the contents uh, and has all that wrapped in a satchel to his side, and he's just uh, if you are truly in search of. Um, of of a a healthier and more uh, progressive life, I I recommend that you cease your tomfoolery and instead focus on devotion to the spawn you give mother. Me a persuasion with disadvantage. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what you mean. But I'm yeah. persuaded. I'd listen to that man. <laughs> yeah, that frog. Uh, everyone else who's I've been in this town. <laughs> oh boy, I wish I could have taken that second roll instead. Uh, my persuasion is, wouldn't you know it, not great. Uh, that's an 11 uh, total. You know what? Over 10, uh, you get, you've been, uh, your mischief is essentially trying to, it sounds, per, be to prevent mischief. You get, I'm going to say, you know what? You do end up with two silver uh, and a handful of slugs because while it looked mm. like they were dropping coins in your basket, no, they were just... Sorry, blank slugs. I mean, the joke's oh, on them. He will eat those slugs, so. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that's definitely a boon to the frog. Oh, yeah? Caro is yeah. ended. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes. thank, thank you for your generosity. I, I, I promise you that the spawn mother will honor your contributions. 
Okay, I take it back. I called Stranger yes. Danger on the wrong person. <laughs> we work with this guy. <laughs> so, you know what? Actually, tell you what. I'm going to roll because you said you were knitting, Granny, right? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. you know what? I'm going to say... You know what? Uh, in the before times, there was a thing called stitching and bitching. A stitch and bitch, as it were, where you would just meet up in somewhere that served alcohol or a public space and you just sit and you bitch and you know okay cool uh so you are stitching and bitching yep just kind of that's the verb yeah okay (laughs) hanging out and ingratiating ourselves Uh, the locals and casting yes do you have something specific now i will say he's creating a distraction by being this obnoxious uh pseudo beggar slash prothelatizer in the middle of a den of thieves if you wanted to really cause some mischief. Zach really wants us to steal something. <laughs> so Caspian's... Like, a lot of DMs don't give the opportunity. Right. This is, it's a one-shot, guys. Go nuts. <laughs> Just saying. Castian's opportunity here is he's he is uh, entertaining. He's holding court with maybe some people who've been a little overserved. maybe some people who look like they might have some heavy pockets and being a member of the local dungeon inspectors guild and with his archaeologist training he's bringing out all sorts of mundane but impressive looking artifacts and weaving stories about their you know about their origin about the ancient lore surrounding them and is willing to part with any of them for a for a price on this hot balmy night if anyone can't you know can't just live without one well go ahead give me uh what would you like to do because i'm going to say it's what you specifically mentioned targeting some drunk so what are you gonna i'll give you advantage but what are you rolling with uh probably yeah probably deception because after all they are they are fake you know are they just straight up bogus yeah i mean they they were things found in dungeons but you know, nothing overly like important. Tchotchkes and broken <laughs> exactly. gear. Yes. Roadside, truck stop, quality. Okay. Yeah, give me a roll. Did you say, did you say advantage or no? Yep. Uh, okay, perfect. So that's a total of 12. 12? You know what? That's not bad. You said they're drunk. I'm actually going to give you five gold. Oh, Thank you. I make sure to uh, to clap the man on the back who who purchases one of my wares and shake his hand and tell him that he he won't be sorry to remember the tales I told him so he can pass it on to his kin and they can pass it on from there. Says absolutely, Timmy's gonna love this. You said it's a helmet, and he puts this colander on his head that you've sold him. Hmm. Like, oh, this is gonna be bad. At Timmy's just been because I told him that I'm like. A big adventure now, and then when I get him on the weekends, I, like, gotta have something for him. So this is gonna, like, oh, uh, you're the best guy. And, you're and the best. Remember, remember, that was an ancient bugbear helmet, which the, holes, the holes allow the fur to poke through so you get a nice snug fit. The fur buggin' helmet. I'm... And he, uh... Stumbles out of the bar with his uh, sad backstory. 
and shiny new helmet. <laughs> so you make a couple gold. At least he's got shared custody, you know. Uh, not right? for long. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be worse. Some trying, all right? Yeah. Yeah. Be a good dad, it's, man. It's not a bad kid. The dad I like mean, that, Timmy's going to need a helmet. Yeah. So as he stumbles out, um, Castian, you uh, you see someone kind of push him out of the way. He goes to stumble out of the bar. And just as he gets to the door, a dwarf that you recognize steps in the bar and essentially just <clears throat> bounces this guy off the door frame out of the bar. It's a good thing he has um, a helmet on. Yeah. King, it immediately oh, cracks. No. Like, you even, this isn't Bed Bath & Beyond colander. This is like dollar store colander. So <laughs> you, uh, you see him bounce off the frame, bounce out. Caro, you see um, as you are Prothelitizing and you know going through your. I'm, I'm there of, on the corner. I'm yeah. Yeah, you actually see grief wave smasher uh, round the corner and head into the tavern. Excuse me, where your friends are, and Granny, you have been very busy here, knitting up a storm, gossiping and sharing stories, and um, and you notice the same thing because it's a pretty loud ringing clang as this colander smashes against the door frame and you see grief wave smasher walk into this bar uh and the as both of you look up you realize the whole bar is looking up grief wave smasher is not someone to trifle with but you also know that you are on good terms with him and if he's made a good name for you you'd definitely like to do another job for him and it's pretty easy to tell he's on a mission as it is, because as soon as he sees the two of you, he stops and essentially points one and one, and then points back over his shoulder. And as he does, he looks around and Caro points at you as well. Oh, oh, Mr. Wave Smasher, are you here to make another donation? Let's go. Let's go. Uh, and you realize that uh, he is sopping wet. Um, now that you've seen him in the light of the tavern, he looks like he took a dunk in the harbor. Like something... He doesn't seem in a great mood. Uh, and he is soaking wet. Uh, but he leads you uh, to... As you kind of follow him, it's later at night here. And he walks up to a closed shop. And he pulls out just this huge, huge key ring. It's got like 50, 60 keys on it of all sorts of different businesses and houses and buildings. He very slowly just swearing to himself in Dwarven and Elvish and Infernal. This is a guy who knows mostly just swears in other languages, but an impressive library. Before he finally unlocks his door and bursts in. Uh, he lights a lantern quickly with a match, and you look around, realizing you're in uh, Haberdashery. It's a very nice shop, and as he looks around, he says, uh, See all these sissy clothes? You know how much they're worth? You know how much they're worth to me? Guess. Guess. Uh, <clears throat> nothing. Nothing if we don't take care of this. I... We're going to take care of it, and we're good. He, he reaches down, uh, and he pulls out first a frog from his pouch. Like, ah, oh, God, 
he throws it down. Uh, and be, be, be more careful with my cousin. Uh, yeah, ribbit. And he reaches down and pulls a pouch of gold from his other belt loop here and tosses it on this table. He says, listen, listen, I recently had a discussion with a person. Uh, not going to go into that detail because we don't need to go into details about that or this. What we need details on. Listen, people keep turning up dead, right? You've been here, what, three, four months? Someone give me insights. Oh, that's not Caro. Somebody else roll. <laughs> You're too distracted by the frog. Insights? Is that your name, cousin? Geraldine, how, who did this to you? <laughs> A 13. 13. All right. I mean, pretty basic. You know that you have heard of some weird deaths about the city, uh, but the details have mostly been under wraps. And he says, well, listen, what you don't know, these people keep turning up dead. They keep finding these weird boxes right? And he reaches uh, over to the table and he grabs some charcoal, some writing utensil fantasy thing here. Uh, it's quickly accessible. And he draws this symbol on the table. Uh, and it... All it looks like is three squiggly lines. And if you'd like, uh, all of you listeners at home will see that it looks like this. Wow, they're so squiggly. They're so squiggly. You wouldn't believe how squiggly these are. You'd have to see it to believe it, listener. It's, it's incredible. Oh There's God. three of them. Three of them. There's no, three. We won't be posting any screen captures. <laughs> I'm just intimidated by how squiggly those lines are. It, I, have, it, I have seen the face of God, and it is squiggly. It is. <laughs> so he, he points down at this table. He says, these lines, these lines are on every box they find, every crate they find, and then they find these people blown apart from the inside turning into these fugly monster things listen this is bad for business do you understand people won't come to my business and lose their spend their money with me if they might explode into like monster dead messes i feel like we can understand that can we agree with that frogman I am quite hesitant to be turned into an explosive device, yes. Now, my another one of my cousins, uh, he, he suffered a similar fate once, and I will tell you, it was a closed casket I at don't, the funeral. I do not need to hear about M80s and your cousins. Listen, <laughs> I think I have an idea of what's going on here, and it's my rat fuck of a brother is doing this because he's trying to drive trade. He doesn't want people coming in with the summer festival starting. A lot of people are going to come through here. A lot of people are going to stop into my establishments. And a lot of people are going to give me all of their money. Well, because I'm a good businessman and I need that to happen, but that won't happen with the, the frog burst EM80 thing that keeps going on, right? What's an M80? Well, it's a, like a firecracker. It's like a it's, like a yeah, yeah fun explosive. A fan, people, it's a, a big explosive thing that's super awful. People put it in frogs sometimes. Not me. No one here on this podcast. Oh. But 
It's a reference but everyone's awful heard. People have done that. Yes, yes. it's a reference. <laughs> Listen, anyway, I'm. It I'm is mean the greatest and I'm angry. travesty that this world has ever seen. <laughs> this, so, this, tr- this trend is. Listen, here's what I need. I need you to go down to some of these low-life dock bars, right? I need you to go down, find out if some of his men might know something, because as many guys as I have, whether on the town guard or my own guys or lookouts, no one can find these boxes because they're they're just coming into town in the middle of the night or the middle of the day. We don't know. It's just that people keep ending up frogmaned here, and we can't keep doing that, right? I'm, gro- I'm growing increasingly distressed about this comparison. Well, Ben, I feel like you understand my distress, and I'm distressed. And when I'm distressed, my business doesn't do well. And if my business isn't doing well, you don't get any more money. I, I he, do, uh, but I ask back down. What? Yes, ask. just what one question. Um, uh, if we are to ingratiate ourselves with uh, your your brother's men, do do we have to? Uh, pursue the same un- unsavory business there there has been much talk of rat fucking <laughs> listen no one is fucked a rat that i know of i'm gonna let him live his life but he apparently won't let me live mine so if he's gonna go out there and literally be that guy then uh you know we don't have cameras but if you get one of those caricature guys to capture it real quick for me and bring it back that's extra on the table. Just putting that out there. I, I will make know. a note. Well, now I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> so, I need you to go down to one of these crappy dive bars, see what you can find. They line the harbor, and almost every one of them's got one of his guys in it. Hey, Mr. Sound Mr. Good? Mr. Wave Smasher, you're, you're sure your brother's behind this? I, I don't know who else would be. That's the problem. He He's under the impression that a deal we had went sideways because of me. I'm under the impression that I should cut his head off and send it to, unfortunately, my very adorable niece and nephew do these, for the same issue. Do, do these squiggly lines of God that you recreated for us, do, do these mean anything? Does this have any significance? Not to me. Not to any of my men, but my men count shiny math rocks for a living and take money, so I don't know that that's going to do anything for them. I also know someone who counts shiny math rocks. And they're all fools and idiots who work for me, so I will contact you in a couple days, see what you can find, get me some information, alright? And he uh, he goes to storm out and he stops suddenly, says sissy, stupid good-looking hat, and he takes this, like, three-foot almost top hat and sticks it on his head and checks himself in the mirror. And then he, like, holds it down and punches the top out of it and then jams it further. (laughs) He turns around, gives you guys finger guns, and walks out. (laughs) That that guy so fucks rats. Are we just left unattended in a shop? Yeah, you get the impression that he owns the key to this building because he probably owns, or at least uh, has some sort of protection agreement with whoever owns this place. 
Well, nope. since since we've already trashed the place, Kara's gonna grab like a tiny little top hat and he's gonna add it to his head. That's you know what? <laughs> I did say it's a haberdashery, and uh, there are a lot of folks in this town. You happen to wander over to the pixie, and uh, what's a good non-derogatory term for small folk? But pixie folk. You, you wander over to the pixie and mini folk. That's what it is. The mini folk area where there's tidy top hats and coats and whatnot. You find a little top hat there. Yeah, Caro's just just shy of three feet himself. So, uh, oh, wow. That's it's, right, because he's a frog. That's right. Uh, so the, the hat is still like, you know, it just fits on one half of his head. You know, it's it's a good okay. it's this It's the look he's going for. All right. So the six of you at this point, uh, you have been so far at the busty bucket in uh, kind of in the center of town it's where it's one of the better rates as far as an extended stay place here in town food's Wait, not is terrible this, is this one of the shady places that we can go find people nope you're essentially in not too far from the harbor but not too far in town you're in a story neutral inn that makes it an appropriate place to conveniently meet all at the same time, which is, yeah, fortuitous. Weird, right? <laughs> yeah, it's nice how that works out. Hey everyone, Mike here. Thanks for joining us on this adventure and break from the norm here at uh, 19 Hits the Dragon. Zach's really prepared a fun and spooky one-shot for us to round out the season and we hope you all enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoyed playing it. A huge shout out to all of my guests from this season, uh, without whom this season definitely would not have been possible. Uh, but a big thank you especially to Alex, David, David, and Ryan for joining us a second time. Links to their shows and to Ryan's uh, blog and adventures can be found in the show notes. But uh, yeah, definitely check them out. They've all got a ton of great content out there for you to enjoy. And uh, yeah, if you like what you've heard so far, you can tune in over the next two weeks as we bring you part two of this adventure on October 16th, and then come back the following Saturday, October 23rd, for the riveting conclusion. And hey, if you are interested in more actual play content from myself or the rest of the crew from tonight's episode, um, you can join us on Saturday, October the 16th on twitch.tv slash obsidian portal as we play a game that Zach himself designed uh, called Corner Office. It's a fun and simple tabletop RPG where we'll try to climb the corporate ladder during the apocalypse. Huh. Sounds an awful lot like 2021 to me. Anyway, the stream could uh, should begin around uh, 7.30 Eastern Time on uh, Saturday, October 16th. You can follow me at 19HitsTheDragon to get more updates about when that stream goes live. Um, and as a Halloween special, I'm joining Tabletop Journeys and Dads with Nerdy Ambitions in a cross-platform collaboration where we play through the Aliens tabletop RPG adventure Chariot of the Gods. Uh, the first episode will go live on Dads with Nerdy Ambitions channel on October 29th with part two following on Tabletop Journeys uh, channel October 30th, and the thrilling conclusion, Halloween Day, October 31st, right here on this podcast. Um, again, you can follow me on Twitter to get updates about how to catch all three parts, 
And I suppose I'll probably update the show notes for this episode once those links are live. Um, once again, thank you all so much for tuning in this season and for this one shot. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, you can always give me a shout over on Twitter at 19 hits the dragon. Let me know uh, how you're liking the game so far and guess what these two brothers are up to. Um, you can also leave a rating, comment, review, whatever you can, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, but really the best way, as always, uh, best way to help the show grow is to go out and tell 19 of your closest friends to come and listen. Thanks so much, everyone. And now, back to the game. Okay, so we're at the best Western. Right. Yeah, you guys are on... Uh, it takes you approximately one-shot plot time to all meet at the inn. Um, now, let me ask you, you, the three of you indulging, the three of you causing some mischief, who would you say would be the first one to spill the beans? Who likes to bust out or get down to business or start driving a conversation? Oh, I think I think Castian would would definitely be a, a wheeler and dealer and fast talker. And as and as, and as soon as soon as I see Zelkin, I run up oh, and yeah. slap him on the back, wrap an arm around him, and said, "Hey, we've got a mission for you. We found some Look. we found some dwarf to give us money to go to all the seedy dive bars." This is this is fantastic. What's interesting? We have a mission as well. And we just need we need to talk to the rat fucker. That uh, and there's been some weird there's been some weird depths and all that, but we just need to talk to the rat fucker. Yeah. So we'll do both. This is great. Yes, we also had a dwarf telling us. There's a lot things. more rat fucking in this town than I thought previously. I found some good rocks though. Really good. A strange place. Indeed. Look, Caskin, we already we already got if you look over at Terrence, we already got a, a bag of money off ours, and we didn't even it's do it. It's huge. It's not all money. He, he put he did put rocks in it. That this is true. Uh, so it's a little overinflated, <laughs> uh, but there's still money in it, and we haven't done anything. Yeah, we do have to yeah. account for inflation. Same here. I I look over <laughs> at, at Caro. You you picked up a bag, right? Uh, yes, we we also uh, received a foreword. Uh, however, it would seem that we do not have any rocks, so I think that Terence has one-upped us once again. Yeah, mission failure for you, losers. <laughs> uh, Terence has a way of doing that. The uh, barmaid comes by and uh, drops down the usual drink for each of you that you have had almost customarily most nights here. What do each of you drink? Castian drinks a small ale. He's he is not very uh, he's not very strong where it comes to putting down the booze. So a small ale. Okay. Terrence uh, is drinking my... seawater. It was always <laughs> seawater. <laughs> my favorite pond water. <laughs> oh, cheers. Yeah, I think uh, Gaze would just drink like the kind of the local favorite. Uh, whatever people seem to drink the most, he would just have one of those. Okay. Get the local flavor in. Yeah, probably the... every time our group has come together as well, I've like eyed the two having seawater and pond water. Like, what have I gotten myself into as I'm drinking like 
something harsh. I'm having like whiskey or moonshine or gin. Like why I'm not having some all liquor. three? <laughs> Sometimes all three. Yeah. My guy's a drinker. They actually yeah. serve it in I, I a think... uh, a busty bucket custom uh, house mm. drink, and it's <laughs> literally a wooden mini bucket, fairly busty. With all the well liquors they have in one big uh, vomit-inducing goblet. This is why we're staying here. Yikes. Yeah, I think um, Gaze probably will ask Zelkan like what he thinks is the best thing he should get on any given night, um, and just drink whatever Zalkan tells him to. Uh, the first couple times you probably asked me about that, I was probably an ass and had you drink something that was a little too much. And then as you kept asking me, oh, for as sure. you kept asking me, I was like, okay, now I'll actually help him. You know, one of those times he made you drink seawater, right? Oh, that absolutely is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, uh, uh, a bit salty. Surprisingly, the seawater, it costs more than the alcohol. It's freshly brought in seawater. It's local fresh seawater. It's artisanal. I like like to get the fizzy seawater. It's delicious. (laughs) Refreshing. (laughs) Hey, this rock has a slug on it. I hand it over to uh, to Uh, Karen. uh, Thank you, Karen. Speaking of the rock and the gold, you guys sit down your pouches of advance, forward monies. Uh, And the, the bag from Malice has 400 gold. Well, that would be platinum. Four platinum and some gold. You've got about 450 gold equivalent in this bag. We'll call it 451 with a pound and a half of rocks in it. <laughs> the other one has 600 gold. That's the one from Grief? That would be the one from Grief to go investigate the dock bars. So have we just been paid to keep an eye on each other so we just are spying on two different people that seems well, to be I, the I, case I, 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 I think one it wants to to investigate the rat fucking the other wants us to investigate the explosive frogs it's an interesting town this crazy so uh where do you think you guys are gonna go first we're gonna go drinking motherfuckers i'll say the barmaid wanders over listen i Getting off soon, so I'm going to be serving last call. You guys rolled in a little late here. What are you guys up to tonight? Rat fucking. Rat (laughs) fucking is not to be done in the comments room, and I feel like I shouldn't have to keep explaining that to customers. It Uh, seems pretty commonplace in this town. You would not. It's on the town motto. I understand. It's It's a turn of phrase. All right. One guy. One guy once, but that's not so happened. Yeah, but that's a different one shot, different I mean, story. There's a statue Listen. of the guy in the town <laughs> square. Turn it's, a it's the guy kicking babies? It's yeah, quite that's not vulgar. the right fucker. Mistake. I love that guy. <laughs> Listen, we're gonna be closing the main room soon. What are you guys up to tonight? Well, we're investigating strange and mysterious deaths. And she as you say that, she like leans in and like Aah. She gives you a kiss on your tiny little forehead. Oh, just love it. Granny, you always have the... You just make my night. I don't understand why you're amu- amused. She was being straightforward. There are some strange deaths happening. People have died. We are too. Really? 
I didn't know that living in a town full of thieves, that people have died. That's so... Listen, I'm getting off. Yes, but... All right. All right. So your uh, friendly, not-so-friendly barmaid wanders off. I'd say overly yes. friendly. <laughs> um, now, you guys have this gold burning a hole in your pocket. Uh, while it is late here at this, not family establishment, but general pub and inn, you do know for a fact that the other taverns that he would be talking about down on the docks and the gambling houses are definitely, excuse me, going to be open for a while yet. Yeah, so let's, should we make a, um, a list of a couple places we might want to check out? I feel like having worked with grief, we would probably know some establishments that would be good for following up on his books. Um, Do we know similar things about Malice? You would not be too... uh, I mean, the most common one, rather the most popular, the one that stays open latest, uh, and the one where you see all... you have. I'll say that you've probably even been in there a few times. uh, It's called the Bailout. And the Bailout is a pretty popular open, super late tavern on the docks. And one of the reasons it's really popular is the back end of this large bar is actually a dock itself. So you can hop off your larger ship or boat or come anywhere in the harbor instead of having to walk around on land. You can actually bring your dinghy, your longboat, or your short boat. You can actually row a boat right into the back of the tavern, get out, and have an ale. Um, that would... So other other taverns are on the docks, but this tavern is on yeah. This one is docks. it's on the dock. Half the tavern itself actually floats. So if you're familiar with you know, being at harbors, docks, anything, where most of the tavern is actually on essentially pontoons that rise and fall with the tide. So half the tavern itself, in fact, is floating. Uh. Well, we could go to the bailout, but. We usually only do that on Friday, so Bertrand doesn't get seasick. There is also the gambling houses. Uh, one of the more popular ones would be My Left Nut, which it's known to be a little rough, but when you bring a good amount of gold, you are going to have your buy-in at a good table, and you're going to be able to be treated pretty well. Uh, complimentary, complimentary drinks, you know, all the usual amenities granted to someone who would have the good kind of gold to roll into a place like this and not be thrown out by their collar and pants. Given the current conflict between the two brothers, uh, is there any chance that we could find a place where both of their men might be gathered? So, why don't you go ahead, give me, I'll say investigation, if you guys are going to kind of pool your knowledge, resources, and we'll do a collective if everyone wants to throw this out. We'll kind of take a median here. Sure. Wow, that is a natural 20 for Caro. Boom. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> I don't I don't want to brag, but I got an so, 8. <clears throat> so. <laughs> yeah. Watch out. Yeah. Oh, so Terrence uh, knows that uh, both of their men are really missing out on these bitchin' rocks. Like, wherever they're at, they're not where it's <laughs> the at, fools. guys. Okay. The, the, um, what I will say is, with a 20, Caro, you have 
through your hobby, aside from when you're doing jobs and hanging out with your party, excuse me, you do spend a lot of time seemingly innocuously sitting around town. Just that guy that is collecting money and, you know, being obnoxious, but also, as you are one to do, I imagine, collecting sort of information. I mean, you're not just sitting there with a blindfold on, you're watching people move throughout town, you're collecting bits of knowledge and comings and goings of folks. So, I will say there is a central bar. You have not seen a lot of people in it that you would recognize as either sailors or lack of a better term, townies. Um, that would be that's the Leaky Luster. And the Leaky Luster is in fact one of the more popular in-town bars where a lot of folks would go. Um, and you would imagine if there weren't some sort of dispute happening here, that it may be more popular between the two brothers' men. But as you've spent time out there, you don't really see a lot of either type spending much time there. I have to ask, before we start going to all these places and asking questions, uh, at the moment, from my understanding of the situation, we've been... Oh, we've already been paid by two men who want us to investigate the other. I feel like we're walking into a bad situation. I feel like we're going to make an enemy with someone. So, do we need to make a decision now on who we're focusing on investigating, truly? Well, one did pay us more than the other. <laughs> this is true. And That's we've true. actually worked with that person. But he's a rat I fucker. Mean, <laughs> how, the however, you know. there is the... There is even more money to be had if we can satisfy both of the brothers. If we can work them past their differences, perhaps we can make a lot that of gold. Sounds like a therapist's job more than our job, though. I I feel like. Go ahead. I mean, they are they are pointing the fingers at each other, but like, if we, it feels like there is something else at work here, not them. That might be the solution. I agree. So. Because the compromise between the two of them, I mean, Malice was calling, Malice was bringing up the rumor of his brother being a rat fucker, and then the rat fucker was talking about cutting his brother's head off and giving it to his niece and nephew. Like, that's, I don't think a compromise between the two is on the table unless we solve the, the issue that's causing both of their grievances. I just don't want to walk into something that ends up, uh, ends us up on the and wrong side of And which one doesn't get us killed if we betray them? Oh, for sure, but also... Both of you know, having worked with one of them and knowing the reputation of the other, they are not blood-hungry. Uh, they are not ones to cross people that work for them or with them. They are, aside from being hot-headed or smugglers or honorable merchants, as the case may be, uh, they are, in fact, above all else, diligent businessmen. It's why they've both discussed with you what's going on. They both made a point to say, it's bad for business. It's happening in town, on the docks, whatever it is. They want this solved because business is down, and they, neither of them, can afford it or want it, and they're both blaming each other. Gotcha. Yeah, it, seem, it seems like these squiggly so lines are the real problem. This whole busty chests and uh, malformations that are strangely happening. That's, that's really what we gotta figure out. Uh, so maybe we walk into one of these places and ask specifically about the squiggly lines, then, as opposed to asking about suspicions from one group or the other 
right to start right and then we can see where that leads that line of investigation might lead us to one or the other also would it would it be worth doing an arcana or history check on these squiggly lines or, or like religion even I, was I am thing. down for whoever wants to do go ahead I got a pretty good like history call. check I'm good at religion let's do it let's do it and my axe <laughs> But I'm not good at religion today. That's a ten total. Cool. It's late, and you, you've been taking care of your frog cousin. Yes. There's, there's a lot of religion in the world. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a sixteen. <laughs> I, so highest we've got is a sixteen on history. I'll go in and toss one just in case here. Hey, there we go. Twenty-five hey, on history. There we go. Whoa! There it is. Oh snap! Twenty-five on history. So. And you're an archaeologist. Right. It is all the archaeology training right here. <laughs> well, actually, this says something to you then. Now that you've had a chance to sit, kind of mull over, you know, you've, you haven't been as talkative. Your parties, you know, you're doing your usual, there's six of you sitting around shooting the shed, just kind of having fun here. Five of you, rather, sorry, because there's six of us on this, uh, the five of you mulling over these markings, and you realize you have seen this before. These three kind of squiggly lines you've seen in under-dark caverns. And from what you understand, while it's not necessarily your field of study, um, as you understand, these are some sort of psionic notation. While most psionic races or languages don't have any sort of written text per se. There sometimes ha is some sort of marking notation for something that has to be passed along. You don't... I mean, that's a great role. 25. And what I'll say is that you recognize this as some sort of psionic notation. I definitely want to bring this to everyone's attention. Call it out as... As you know, some something here is beyond the normal, natural tendencies of this world, and you know, see if anyone else here in this group has got any expertise or knowledge when it comes to psionics. But definitely want to make sure that as we go investigating this, we're not leaking this out to the public because it could could cause a panic. You have now that you realize what this is you can understand why it's not been made public information. Remember we talked about that noise, right? Just the, oh, so many guys. <laughs> <laughs>